After 1,306 days, Tuck finally came. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. (laughs) Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined as always by Jeffrey Tubin admirer, Kevin Crack, and the guy who blew his one shot, Alex Plum. <laughs> Guys. Oh, we're starting off with the jokes. Uh, yeah. Just to make it explicitly clear, those are jokes at the expense of Mel Tucker. And only Mel. And only Mel and Tucker. Only... For whom, perhaps, every joke for the rest of history should be made at the expense of. Because good God. Talk it about feels it. honestly like the joke was on us, if we're being really honest. Mm-hmm. If, yeah. he was, if he was collecting his money, I would say, yes, the joke was on us. But he fumbled, perhaps, the all-time bag. Um, As he likes to say, so, ball security is job security, and he did mm-hmm. not have enough ball security. Did not manage the ball security. No, a lot of schadenfreude, I would think, coming out of uh, the great state of Colorado uh, these days. And frankly, can't blame them. Yep. Can't they, blame them one fucking bit. But yes, this is a podcast, ladies and gentlemen, this week where we will be talking about how exactly to go about shooting yourself in the penis. And we hope you will enjoy it. Uh, yeah, we're going to, uh, we'll get into it in a second here, but uh, we would do want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, and if you we could ask a small favor, please share the pod with Spartans in your life. Share it with non-Spartans, frankly, who want to have a laugh at our expense. It's, yeah. it's well-earned, but fine. Send them uh, over. Hello, everyone that doesn't usually listen every week, but wants to just listen to us revel in our own filth for an hour and 45 <laughs> minutes. Just kindly give us five stars afterwards is all yeah. I would ask. Uh, and of course, follow us on Twitter at SpartanerScorePod. Uh, and if you want to check out the Instagram, uh, you can do that, I believe, also at SpartanerScorePod. Uh, for those who are joining us, who are maybe new to the show, this one's maybe going to be a bit unconventional, but we've got three segments. Uh, actually, you got some work to do while we're going through this, man. I'm not, we're not, are we going to actually do previews? Yeah. Anyway. All right. First like, segment. Does, is anyone tuned in this week for the Washington preview? What do you mean? <laughs> first no one segment cares. Is the green wall where football always leads, but we, it's where we review uh, the comings and goings uh, <laughs> <laughs> of Michigan State. Uh, and then we're going to head off Grand River where we review the wider world of sports. We'll, of course, preview the next game on the schedule and then take your Twitter questions. And the news of the week with <laughs> Wish was beaten up on the Richmond Spiders. It'd be great to talk about, is this Akron 2.0? But instead, we've got other things to beat up on. Mm-hmm. And that would be Mel Tucker. Uh, For those, well, I hope everyone listening knows this, but Mel Tucker uh, became subject to a Title IX complaint. uh, And that complaint, as we found out today, last night, uh, at the time of recording, is uh, that he engaged in phone sex with Brenda Tracy, a a well-known advocate for sexual assault survivors and for... uh, I believe, as she would say, men using their privilege to be good men and on behalf of women. Um, and then uh, later this this evening, uh, Mel Tucker was placed on an unpaid administrative leave uh, until his Title IX investigation is completed, which is, I believe, the week of October 5th. 
Did I miss anything of note? We need to specify that the alleged phone sex was deemed not consensual by Miss Tracy. Right, and yes. And consensual from Mel Tucker. Not that it matters, really, <laughs> as we'll discuss. Yeah, I think I think this is where we could. It's probably worth giving him. You've just given the the briefest of the recitation of the facts. We really don't need to go further. And for folks who are listening, for any other reason than to like to hear more about what's purported to have happened or the he said she said, we're not going to get into that. And the reason for that is that on their own, the conduct that both parties have stipulated has happened. Uh, the part that is not in debate that part is singularly disqualifying for Mel to retain his position. And so that's the position of this podcast. That's what we're going to be talking about tonight. If you want the salacious details, the USA Today uh, piece is long, gritty, compelling, and very, 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 very upsetting. So, yeah. And um, well sourced, there. because it was and sourced well by Brenda Tracy, and she brought the receipts. Yeah. Um, the... Yeah, so uh, it, it, under the best interpretation of the facts, for Mel Tucker, that is. Like, it, under Mel Tucker's definition of the facts, he engaged in a consensual relationship with a vendor for Michigan State University. Brenda Tracy was paid money to speak at Michigan State University, was slated to speak again at Michigan State University. Then Mel Tucker engaged in phone sex with Brenda Tracy. Again, even assuming this was consensual, he then broke off the relationship with her by his own accord mm -hmm. and stopped using her services at Michigan state university. Um, he did so this, he did this at a school fundraiser. Uh, he was traveling. He was in the state of Florida on the university's dime and he lied about that. He misrepresented those facts. Yep. Um, and so that's just another, it's just more information. Again, some of these things by themselves may not be, uh, actionable. Some of these things by themselves may not bring embarrassment, disrepute, et cetera, on the university. But we have to understand them all as a collective whole. And taken together, uh, these things are, are beyond the pale for what we expect of an individual who is leading uh, a group of men at a university that has been roiled by and is continuing to find its identity as an organization that is known more for the sexual assaults and abuse that have taken place at the hands of its own employees against uh, defenseless and innocent people um, and how it's going to respond to that. That identity is central. And as a leader, as the, the highest paid individual at that university yep. has to have the self-awareness of both his responsibility to himself but in this case, the only responsibility that matters is his responsibility, well, other than his responsibility to the victim, is his responsibility to the university, of which he is a steward and a uh, singular leader set apart in, in many, many ways. And he yeah. failed at every, every step of that limit stuff. So in the, in the article, in the USA Today article, there's an argument made by Mel Tucker's lawyer that... Uh, that the university is now litigating uh, employees' private lives and private conversations. Jonesy, can you do me a favor and dismantle that ridiculous, baseless, stupid argument? And then we can move on to what this means. Well, we should dunk on Mel Tucker a little bit more and then move on to what this means for the program in the university. I mean, 
It's not like I, I, it, that's that's just not true. The, the the fact of the matter is is that uh, any one of us who engage at a, it, it, you know have a workplace mm-hmm. who uh, in, engage in uh, sexual or romantic gestures towards yeah. those we work with subject ourselves to a level of scrutiny about how that impacts our workspace. Mm-hmm. So Brenna Tracy is not just some person that Mel Tucker met along the way. He met her by virtue of his employment. Right. They developed a relationship by virtue of his employment. And his His employer, his employer paid her money uh, because he hired her. He was the supervisor of the work that she performed at Michigan State University as a vendor. And, And then he terminated that relationship on the basis of discomfort in their sexual relationship. That is textbook or why you don't engage in these kinds of uh, relationships in your workplace. Yeah. And the, and Mel Tucker's lawyer is like her argument continues like other people, the university will be surprised to hear this is the case. They all know, they all know that this conduct is not acceptable. They've done trainings about this at length, it will be a surprise to no one. And if you don't understand this, I don't, I don't know what to tell you at this point. We, well, no, I mean, we I went into the school down the road, their former president, and did something more consensual. Yes. Or it, it, like everyone yes. was on the same page that was consensual, yes. and it was still wrong because he was the supervisor of the park. Like it, it is unacceptable in a position of power to have a sexual relationship. And with somebody. that's what it comes down to. If you don't understand that you are part of the problem, you have to listen. This has been the entire narrative from Nasser onward. Frankly, it's been a narrative well before anyone yeah. who understands the dynamic of power has to understand that when you hold power, you don't get personal private privileges anymore. They don't exist. They don't exist because when there is a power imbalance, the two parties cannot be jointly consensual. There is no such thing as consent because the power that one party holds over the other erases it. It dismantles it because while they theoretically could be consenting, what's driving the consent could be fear of retaliation. It could be fear of the unknown. Am I going to not get this contract? Am I going to, if I don't get this contract, does this mean I lose my house? I lose my job. I lose reputation. All of these things cut into and cut against the ability for there to be equal consensual things. And you guys, this is the most fucked up thing about it. This is why Brenda Tracy was working with the university, was she was training the student athletes under Mel Tucker's leadership to be individuals who understand what consent is, who understand how these power dynamics manifest themselves so that these, these guys could take responsibility and be part of the solution. Being a man who understands it and who acts in a way that is healthy and honors those consensual things. And Mel knew it. He understood it. He gave lip service to wanting to propagate it on the university. And he had therefore has absolutely failed, failed on every category of leadership and has failed as a human being in this instance. He is to be reviled and he is to be ashamed. And we are to name it rightly. And there can be no question for those reasons and those reasons alone, he cannot continue to serve this university. I think it's also worth flagging that 
to do something this catastrophically, I think it's wrong to, it's so easy to call it stupid, but it is so catastrophically arrogant is really what it is. That the, I don't think folks, it, if, if anyone's one or is it, if anyone thinks, oh, it was one mistake. I would really caution you to think that this was Mel's first rodeo. Yeah, that's yep. it. And it, like, uh, we don't know yet. No, nothing yet. else is publicly reported right now, but I just but would say this type of behavior, it seems so infrequently exists in a vacuum. In a vacuum. And, yep. and at this, again, the person he did it with in the circumstances in which he met her, like it, it requires a level of arrogance that that's just, I don't, I mean, it's not worth saying things that we can't, you know, say with certitude or that aren't publicly reported. But to your point, Greg, I, I don't know that anyone's ever heard of an isolated incident. Like yeah. Uh, let's dunk on Mel Tucker some more. Um, Ooh, that sounds good. This podcast has known for some time that he has been separated from his wife. That's uh, correct. And, and we've put little breadcrumbs out there. We decided we didn't want to talk about it because at the time we didn't, didn't think it seem was relevant. relevant. Yeah. But we did put a couple little breadcrumbs out of like, maybe it'll become very relevant in the near future. We've made references to, isn't it kind of interesting that Darian Harris moved from the staff to the athletic uh, department? Uh, Jonesy, I think a couple weeks ago, you called out that we wouldn't expect to see any coaching changes this year with an asterisk, right? <laughs> Do you remember what you said exactly? Yeah, it, we had a question about a head coach change if the year didn't go well. And I said, no, unless it's for cause. Because <laughs> we maybe knew that something like this was lurking in the background. Um, we didn't know it was this. No, no, no. no. I don't want to claim that. That level Not of victory rep, but we knew no. that something had happened. Yeah. And in fact, we had a Jonesy, it, you and I, we don't get a, to take victory laps very often. Listeners, no, you have to, we get a half one. We, yeah. we had a moment where we were looking through the old staff, uh, directories and wondering like, do any of these former female staffers have a story to tell? Mm. Is, is there anything here? And now it's worse than that. <laughs> it's it's worse, than worse somehow than yeah. that. It's um, so, um, I don't, I don't, you know, is there, I don't know that we need to say more than to say that, um, I, well, there is, there is this. So Mel Tucker is on, uh, unpaid leave until the resolution of his title nine case, which again will happen the week of October 5th. Correct. I want to bring that up because some folks may think oh, so we're waiting on an adjudication of the Title IX issue to decide whether Mel Tucker stays or goes. Now, it is entirely possible, though unlikely, let's be very clear, it's very unlikely, <laughs> but it's possible because there are some things out there within all of this that might introduce a level of doubt about whether a Title IX violation happened. Sure. And, and so... I don't, I don't think, as we've said up top, I don't know that that's particularly important because under Mel's own definition of what happened, yep. it's inappropriate. So even if the resolution of the Title IX case is that Mel Tucker did not violate Title IX, correct. 
It's certainly this pod's opinion. I, I think I'm speaking for everybody here. And likely the outcome that no matter the resolution of the end of Title Line case, he will be immediately fired for cause. Yeah. Because, he violated the, the clauses of his contract yes. without any doubt. Which is which is to say that he bought, brought, generally speaking, brought disrepute, 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 disrepute to can't I'm read, can't write, can't talk uh, to uh, to Michigan State University, and so there's there's no way he survives this, nor should he, nor should anyone want to. Like, how does he go out and coach a game after this? Can't. How does the university fundraise any longer can't. with him? Can't. No. Can't. So. Yep. Yeah, and I think that's because a lot of people are on Twitter right now. Hold on a second. You know, I think we just need to like let's let the investigation play out. And I think this is again, you know, to just name the point, it's irrelevant. We're not needing to adjudicate the he said, she said. Those things don't matter. I mean, they matter for any other number of reasons. They matter right. for Brenda very deeply. They matter because the truth should be known. Mel should be held accountable in whatever other additional ways are appropriate. And- and for so, Mel, they may matter too. If if for some reason he's sure. found to not be responsible, he's found to not be responsible. Absolutely. So in and either way, however it shakes out, that process should continue. It is separate from the reality that all we have to deal with here is he acknowledged what he did. He had, yep. he admitted to doing it, and in that way, I'm glad that he was transparent. That's good. That is a good thing. I mean, we should just name that. If we just take him at his word, and he really is just an absolute fucking idiot and thought this was somehow consensual. Again, he is too stupid. Just on the merits, he's too stupid to be our head coach, right? He's not smart enough to be our head coach if he thought, even that it was consensual, that it was okay. So on every level, on every level, he cannot continue. The question is, for me, and I'm going to pivot us a little bit, because this evening at 5 o'clock, the university held a press conference at Spartan Stadium. And led only by Alan Haller, MSU VP and Director of Athletics, and interim with the, president with the hype man of yeah. <laughs> he had a little hype man. He had a little hype man. It was and then, it wasn't much hype. Very very dour, dour and gloomy. We could say so. Anyway, um, I want to talk about this because my question for you guys is: Well, can we can we? Uh, okay, but we should say some of the things that the university did as part of this process. Because they did do some good things. Why don't here, you do that we'll, first, then? Do that first. Yeah. And then we'll get... Pin, pin, pin your question. I'm going to come back to you. So, complaint comes in to the Office of Civil Rights, a Title IX complaint. Uh, for whatever reason, and I don't know the answer to this, the Office of Civil Rights decided to farm this out to an independent investigator. They chose someone who's worked on their behalf, has worked on behalf of the University of Michigan, has done some work in Lansing schools, lives in Ann Arbor, and I believe teaches at U of M Law School. Um, so they hired someone from Ann Arbor. Yeah. Like it's about as third party as it gets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they conducted an investigation sometime between December and then concluded that investigation in July and recommended that person recommended that it move to a full hearing, which is what is slated to happen October 5th or the week of October 5th. It is unclear. What we don't know, and I think one we're going to get into here in a second, what we do know is that Alan Haller found out about a Title IX complaint. What level of detail and specificity, we do not know, in December. And then we found out today that he also learned in July that the investigation was complete. We know nothing about what he learned at that time either, beyond that he found out that the investigation was uh, Plum? So 
we have the press conference. And the really the question here is, what did you know and when did you know it? What and, did you know and when did you know it? And how and were did, decisions made? And how were Mel Tucker's yes. status? None of those were answered. None of those were answered. We need to come back to Chris Solari on that. Uh, that was, it's an important point that needs to be raised. Um, none of those questions were answered. And one of, but one of the things that was answered, so let me just speak, let me speak to how it was answered. Okay. Graham Couch, Nancy State Journal, highly respected journalist, was, uh, had the opportunity to ask. Really, really good podcasts. Yeah. Only only chooses the finest. Had the second question and asked, uh, basically, what's different, Alan, between breaking, by the way. Okay. What's this? What is it? So from Dan Murphy, uh, this is 13 minutes ago. So folks, like truly, this is uh, important distinction on the Mel Tucker suspension after tonight's press conference. MSU's leadership, including Alan Haller, knew there was a complaint made against Mel Tucker in late December. They did not know any details until last night, a school spokeswoman confirmed. Title, Title IX and the sexual misconduct experts say this is the proper trauma-informed protocol for how to handle this kind of complaint. Tucker's bosses should not have known the details during an open case. Good. Yep. Which, which... That's exactly okay, Sure. Yeah, which is all yeah. Alan Heller needed to say today. That's yeah. all he had to say. And and, and I think, I, so I'm going to pivot now because I think everyone that knows me knows where I was about to go. And that was aided by Weller. Weller's special reserve. <laughs> A sipping whiskey when you're at your fieriest. Um, uh, let's say this. Let me pivot to Teresa Woodruff then. Mm-hmm. Because oh, Teresa we, don't, Woodruff, we don't need to lay off of Alan though. Like we should come back to Alan and no. Chris Solari. Like, well, they all deserve to be the, for for reasons. Roasted, for, yes. for reasons. For reasons. For reasons. But let's accept that this is true until otherwise disputed. If the university's official spokespeople are saying no one in leadership knew the details until the rest of us did, then the timeline here is fine. Then the timeline is appropriate. The timeline is accurate. I will say one of the questions that Alan was asked was to the amount of like, you got D'Antonio pretty quick. Like how That's did exciting. that happen? And yeah, I can't. And, and, and Alan sort of said, you know, it was cause like, what's the process for that? Like, and Alan said, I have contingencies for all of, basically I have contingencies for all of my coaches. He said, I'm always thinking. I'm always thinking, which, which tells me this. No, you're not. You knew <laughs> in December that a complaint had been made against Mel Tucker and that time was limited. You didn't know anything about it, and so you couldn't do anything about it. But you've known, and you've probably told Mark, this call is going to be coming at some point, likely in the fall. And when it does, I'm going to need you just to say yes. Wasn't so, he there in the spring, too? Didn't he uh, go to spring practice? He's been a lot yeah, of places. He shows up all the time. I mean, yeah. yeah. We have prepared the guest room here for Mark uh, when he arrives tomorrow, but I think yeah. he does have a condo here in East Lansing. Well, last time I saw him, he was getting in a fight because they wouldn't give him his third uh, Long Island at the barrel. And so, you know, I get it. I get it. We've all been there, but he was, he was fucking sloshed. Um, <laughs> poor, poor fucking Becky. Although, you know what? One thing we can say about Mark and Becky. Well, do we yeah, really we want to say it. anything? Yeah. All right. we, 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 no, let's not build statues. All right, <laughs> not build statues. Well, why not someone else? So I'll just tee up Teresa Woodruff and then someone else can have at it. She kept saying <laughs> the old MSU 
But the new MSU, buh, 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 buh. and the buh, 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 buhs are, we followed the process, we followed the timeline, we have fought, we've been as transparent and fair as we can be. Title IX has a process, and we have been rigorous to it. And I think that's important to continue to say. Yes. Because if this information is true and they couldn't possibly have known because the process is designed to keep everyone from knowing anything in the interest of preserving the the confidentiality and the safety of the complainant and the respondent. reputation and yeah, and the safety of the respondent, then 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 they've done what they could do as quickly as they possibly could. But it has also been reported, we also know that it is within policy at the university to suspend someone over the course of a Title IX investigation. They had the ability to do that and chose not to. And they right. owe it to us as the community surrounding Michigan State, you know, alums, people that live here, people that work yep. there, people that go to school there. They owe it to us to outline how the decision was made that that Mel Tucker would not be placed on any kind of administrative leave because you can do so without releasing any additional information. Yes, it will raise scrutiny. That is true. But it's yep. also true that a Title IX case was was placed. Like that things happen after you you take those actions. So I need to understand how that decision was made with whom that decision was made, how it was informed. And yep. also I need to know why it was that we decided this isn't up to our standards for placing him on leave. It begs the question to me, do, if, if they can't take any action while a head coach is under a title nine investigation, what conduct at what point does it rise to the point where you can suspend someone right away? Is it just like, under if a coach is under a title nine investigation, they just, they can't be suspended. Like I, I truly just don't understand. I this mean, if, if there was all. a criminal complaint that, that associated yeah, it, with it, then, then they might've known that because it would be a public need record. To be criminal? Is that it? It needs to rise to the level of criminality. Well, think about I mean, this, how they would be able to know, right? Like they would need to find out independent of title nine of OCR. Right. Like, right. and the thing that this is what pisses me off about, uh, Teresa and Alan Haller, because yeah. a they had the platform to say this. Yes, right. we didn't know they yes. they had the ability to say that, and they didn't. And what they should have said on top of it is not only do we not know, did not know until the same time y'all knew. You actually, this room probably knew before we did, but they could have said we didn't know, and that's on purpose, mm -hmm. so that the sins of Nasser never revisit this institution yep. so that we are not in a place to protect and defend and deflect it. We are deliberately kept out of this. Yep. And yep. like they, they, so you want to talk about old and new yep. that like, that's your story. And for yep. you to be so cute in your delivery that you missed the goddamn point. That's the, the that's thing, great. The that's thing great. that we, that, that, that the entire, that the rest of us, that all of yep. us who care about Michigan state, the, the only thing we wanted to know is that you didn't fuck up again. We yes. don't care about Mel Tucker. Yes. We were going to play football on Saturday, and we're going to play on the Saturday after that, and we're going to play for yes. years and years and years. Yes. All we want to know is that you didn't fuck up again. Yes. And that this place is different. And you. And I'm glad to hear now, hours, yeah. but I was furious. Yes. Furious after that press conference. Yep. 
Well, you both know. I mean, my, my immediate response was fire Alan Heller. Alan Heller has to be fired because his response at the time was I knew in July. I mean, he said it. I knew in July. I had the report. I think he said I had the report in July, which implies that he read the report in July. So now we're learning, well, that isn't, that's not what he meant or that you know, he meant something different. We don't know what he meant, but that they didn't have the information. So, but you're, you couldn't have said it any better, Mike. You couldn't have said it any better. That's exactly the fucking point. And it, 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 it pisses me off that they didn't know that though. Like that I'm still mad about is that sure. they didn't know. They thought this was about Mel Tucker and yeah. it wasn't Yeah. like for, and for them, it, like, and I want to, you know, we, I've said a lot of nice things about Alan Haller on this podcast. But I want to also say that if we go all the way back to when Alan Haller was hired, one of the concerns that we all had at the time was that we weren't making an external hire. Right. Yep. And, and I am disappointed because he should have known. And, and the fact that he didn't tells me that actually maybe he was too close to all that happened then. Yeah. Like I, I don't just, know when you say should have known, should have known what, how to handle it. Should have known what we as a community care need, about. Need, That's what it. information we needed. Thank you. Yeah, he yeah. had an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And it, and it was so easy. It was so, yeah. this wasn't, this wasn't a hard yeah. one. Yeah. And it's something that they've had time to prepare for. He's, as he told us, he's yeah. known for months that yeah. there's a title nine investigation for Mel Tucker and he's got to know it's going to come out someday. This Maybe is not, where, you know, we're not one day to right. the next, right? But you've got to have a plan for yes. the day that it does come out yep. and you've got to have, cause you're always thinking, Alan, yep. that's what you told me today. Yep. yep. Always thinking and to, to have this be what they trotted out under those circumstances was, oh, uh, yeah. oh boy. Yeah. There's a reason Woodruff isn't actually in consideration for the permanent, uh, president role. No, she, she's decided not to pursue it. Yeah. Yeah, she did. <laughs> yeah. She sure did decide not to pursue it. Well, God, it. the timeline didn't help her either. Cause it really felt like, oh yeah, you got one look at that report in July and thought, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. smell you fuckers later. Um, Yes. So I, I, I do that. I, there's two other things that I want to say though. So, Oh, I no, sorry. Hold on. I got to follow up on this energy. Cause now I remember what it was. Chris Solari should fuck himself. If you're a listener to this, Chris, you should be ashamed of yourself carrying water for this fucking university before we knew anything, because to Michael's point, we didn't know shit. In fact, we didn't know shit until five minutes ago. So horseshit first fucking question, softball, bullshit, fucking knee pads, Get so, up off the ground and embarrass oh, yourself. I want keep that energy. We're going to come back to it because I think what's important first before that is to set the table for everyone why, in particular, this was so offensive. So, Alan talks, then Teresa does her old MSU, new MSU poem, and then Alan comes back <laughs> and says, says a couple more things and then says, uh, I'll, I'll take some questions. And then the SID or press so, person yes. says, we only have three. Time three. Three. Two, two oh, to two three. Two to three. Only, only have time. Only have time. I, yeah. I don't know where Alan thought he needed to be because here's the thing. So we're going to get to Chris here in a second because I, 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 you're not wrong, Plum, and we, Chris deserves so much ridicule for this. I think but, our, our group chat lit up more from Solari's first yes. question than yes. like any other individual thing that happened over the course of the day. But so I'm pissed at MSU. This is, again, going back to my comment of 
they don't understand what the, the entire community actually cares about. Yeah. And so what Alan Haller should have said is, I mean, A, he could have done a way better job in his talking part, but then B, he should have said, I won't be able to answer every question you have because there are some things I don't yep. know and there are some things I just can't comment on. Yep. But what I can do is I can stand up here and take every question you have. Yep. And, if, and if you think, oh, then he would just be saying, I can't answer that a bunch. Fine. Fine. You'd have to say, say that. Yep. If he's going to get beat up by the press, that's his job. That's his job. That's what he's there for. That he gets paid a good amount of money. Oh, an unfathomable do. amount of money to, to the average person. Unfathomable. So, like, I just, would he have to get home because his TiVo wasn't up and running and he needed to get Big Brother recorded? Like, no I excuse. don't understand. No excuse. So, Unacceptable. And for Teresa to also not take questions is particularly offensive. Yeah, not to take even a single one. She just went up there, delivered her new and old MSU soliloquy. Failure on her of way. leadership. And her, Failure her leadership. Like, please mention these resources we built. Teresa, if you had just said, here's what the process is for a boss finding out about a Title IX report, yep. then ask them to report on the resources, they might have done that. But you just asking for, like, we have a survivor center. Fuck off. Yeah. Like, and you know what? That survivor center is great. It should be there. But, like, don't beg for some good pub when you can't even answer a question. Right. So, anyway, that lays the groundwork for two to three questions. We get two to three questions not knowing what the administration knew when. And Chris Solari says, hey, guys, are you excited about How do you process? even come up with Mark D'Antonio? It's well, like, it gets better. He says, and he says, to basically tells him to answer it just from a football perspective. Yes. Tell us from a football perspective. I don't want, no, I'm not asking for any accountability, guys. Yeah. I don't want to get into the thorny politics well, of this. Oh, yeah, this is we wouldn't, want, we wouldn't want to be too hard on our athletic director. I wouldn't now. want to step into a sticky mess with all of this. I just, I'm going to leave it alone. And here's, here's the thing. So, Chris, you should be ashamed because that's not what you were there to report on. Like, you can get that information later on. Yep. It is, but, it, it, yes. And if and, you get three questions, the only, the first and only question that mattered was the question that Graham Couch asked. And this is why, Chris, you've disqualified yourself. Journalistic malfeasance. You should be fired. And fired. And, I, and I'll go so far as to say, I love Graham. I'm glad that Graham asked this question. Graham but he was could have also asked it, a softball. Yeah, he could have asked that a lot better. And, 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 and what? Oh, I'm not, and, I didn't get to Graham yet, but no, well, no, no. What all of those newspapers should have done is not send their sports reporters. Yes, they should have sent their education reporters. It should have been Matt Macarini and Jesse Walters. Uh, not Jesse Walters. Uh, David Jesse. Wait, did David Jesse? He left, didn't he? I don't He's know. At the Chronicle now. But the point being is, there were people that you should have sent to this. Yep. That that don't care about being nice. They and don't not care that Chris about from or a Graham, football. Yeah, like, I, I don't want to put that on Chris or Graham entirely, but like you should have sent people who can be assholes because th that in that moment after those speeches, yeah, they deserve to be like, hey, seems like you guys aren't acknowledging what the entire community here cares about. Needs to know. When, what did know. you know and when? You didn't yep. answer that. Tell me yep. what, uh, like. We're still having to do follow-ups, which is to say too, whoever's in charge of PR at, at, at MSU needs to be put into a cannon and well, fired there, into the sun. There is no such person. I don't There isn't. There are no people. They have a major. 
They have I mean, a major for it. Shut it down. Shut it down. The You're the reason why liberal arts education job. is yeah. failing in America because this premier and prestigious Division One institution of higher learning can't fucking handle elementary how to answer a damn fucking question. So I've said my piece about Chris Solari. You fucked the dog on this one, Chris. And how? Unbelievable softball about Mark D'Antonio. Unforgivable. Yeah. Chris, have you mentioned that we've been podcasting for 30-some minutes and we've mentioned Mark D'Antonio once in passing? There's a reason for that. It's, it's not barely <laughs> relevant. <laughs> like, anyway. we'll get to it. We will get to that in a minute. Because it is, it's, it's not that it's not newsworthy. But yeah. read the room. But yeah, it's not the first question. It's the sixth question. It's a follow-up. It's, God. It, what, what it felt like today, and this is where my part about Graham is, and you know I love Graham. I have deep respect for we, Graham. We and, I Graham. and I appreciated Graham's question because at least someone was doing their fucking job today. Uh, it, it deserved and required a follow-up. And yeah, Graham, it, it, Graham. The answer should have been, no, that's not good enough. Yes, a follow-up was what was demanded there. And I think I, my guess is that Graham recognizes this. But let me just say, let me just say the contextual piece about this that I hated. This was like a funeral. This was sad and somber. And 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 it is. I mean, I think we're all sad and somber. This is not anything anyone feels good about. But we gotta hold the sadness at the door. This isn't now, now we're in accountability zone. Now yes. we're in public reporting. It's not about sadness. You can have a whole bunch of uh, emotions but everyone was sort of like alan oh i'm so oh, how I mean, you holding up how you, how, oh, i'm sorry fuck the feelings yeah. this fuck is how alan feels this fuck is what alan, alan feels was hired for is these moments this is it and it's not it can't be a surprise to him that they came because he knew that the report existed and he's seen it at this university like 15 times be prepared for something like this. And Hold he, he their feet to the fire. He seemed so scared. Yeah. He seemed woefully unprepared for this moment. I, I mean, so. And they is, just I, accepted that. They, they, it, it felt like yeah. there was an injured dog there or they, they yes. knew that he had to be put down and they yep. were being nice to him. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Like, I, 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 had, I had better see reporting from them, all of them, that Alan came to them beforehand and was like, please. Please, please, please. I, I, I didn't get a lot of sleep last I've night. I've not slept. I'm, I can't stop crying. Please don't ask me anything hard. I will kill myself in front of you all right <laughs> self now. At this podium. If I get one hard question that is not on the approved list of three that I have distributed I, to you. He could say, I'll talk to you afterwards. Yeah. In, in like a, yeah, in a round they were busy. Table. They only had time for two or three, Michael. They were busy. Right. You're right. You got to prepare. You got to go make sure that Mark D's got his, you know, NetJets uh, membership up and running so that he can get back to East Lansing as fast as possible. Literally, maybe how much time? How much time do they spend tomorrow? Is he maybe be back? the next Literally. day. Oh, maybe God. it's tomorrow. Maybe it's not clear. Uh, you know, with the travel plans are for Mark. Let's spend more time on this. Actually, Teresa, do you want to come back up and talk more about new versus old MSU? Maybe we can reprise that on our way out the door. Uh, but 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 this is it. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, this is about leadership. And this university still hasn't found a fucking leader who is worth their salt, who knows how to talk from the heart, 
who knows what accountability means and understands their role in, in either being the accountability agent or being its foil. And there is a rule on both sides of that that we can do respecting one another, respecting the university, respecting the alumni, respecting the student athletes. Uh, you know, I, this Teresa and Allen, hard. Teresa and Allen, hard. they, they didn't, they didn't get it today. I mean, I think it, I think they know they didn't get it. I hope to God, they know they didn't get it today. Yeah. They went back in the back room and they high-fived one another. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> the general counsel was there and the general yep. counsel was just like, Oh, thank God you didn't like just throw no. up on yourself. No. The and general counsel was anything. masturbating to it. Yeah. That's the problem with all of this. They have to stop doing own that moment in the back. Um, now, should we give them some degree of credit for very clearly just following exactly what the general counsel told them and not pushing back at all? Reading well, the script provided by the general counsel and frankly, answering the questions exactly as the general I, counsel would would prefer. I, did they write? Is this is this was the general counsel high when they wrote? No, the no, 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 the, like, no. The general counsel was like, I don't believe you. I know you're telling me you didn't get the report or you didn't ever read or see the report, but I don't fucking believe you. And I'm not going to have you say oh, yeah. that you don't know what any of this is because you're all fucking liars. I've worked here long enough to know you're all yeah. dirty as fuck and it there's really, no way in hell. This all might come out. That actually, this this is going to come new, out. When it comes out, I'm not going to be the one that wrote yeah. the fucking thing. And so, nope, I'm not yeah. writing anything. That's you, a good you point too. Take your three questions and good luck. Be, better tell the truth. <laughs> yeah. When it, All right, when it I, I hate that you've introduced it, the, oh. the reality oh. that they probably lied. Yeah. You uh, put that in the universe. I hadn't even thought about no, that. No, but think about it. The general, Of course, if it's all pre-written, the general counsel is like, oh, no, we're talking talk about daisies. Do you like peonies no. this time of year? Mum's the word. Don't say anything. Nothing, just very as vague. As little as possible, yeah. GC definitely earned their money and got what they wanted today, but it was wholly unfulfilling for the entire rest of the community here. Yeah. So uh let's let's uh i don't know uh disappointed the media disappointed alan dis- disappointed in Teresa. other than great poem great poem uh disappointed in mel tucker and and i think can we circle back on mel tucker for just one yeah second? always dunk on mel tucker because yeah. he's the stupidest person on the entire planet and Dump that's load, what Mike. makes me so angry is that, I don't know if he was going to be a great coach or not, but like there was, there was some stuff there that you thought, like, Greg, we, we, we talked about the breadcrumbs we laid. Yeah. We had the conversation, not on the air, but we had the conversation on the air about what we heard might have happened. Well, and do you want to tell everyone how you independently wait, verified? Uh, oh, yeah. Mel Tucker was separated Which, from no, his no, because I actually I want to wait. I want Plum to wait for one second in case he <laughs> wants to share it. Because because in retrospect, when we heard that, we should have said, "Oh, maybe what we also heard separately could be true." But but like we thought to ourselves, he's not that stupid, right? He one of the things be- that we were so complimentary about him was that he was a businessman ceo running the program who in particular knew the challenges of being a black man and maintaining yeah. an image that like was... he seemed acutely aware of that and so well, do you feel comfortable sharing you don't I, have to i think what i would just say is i have a contact who uh who is socially engaged with with mel tucker and through their social engagements 
was aware that there was not only trouble in paradise, but that their separation had been the subject of many uh, public conversations within the social circle. Uh, and, and and so that's from the from the horse's mouth. That's from the horse. I mean, it, it wasn't from Mel in my mouth, but it was from you know with one party. I certainly would hope not. But like, but Mel disclosed yeah. that Mel to- and his drinking buddies. I'm giving a little bit more context here. Yeah, it was a very, let's just say a very social uh, engagement. We uh, should have known that should have been an indicator that like, oh, he's not smart. He's definitely not smart. Not yeah. smart. Not and, smart. And I feel, I feel most angry because he made me think that he was. Yeah, he duped us. And so, like, God. Man, it's like uh, did he did he dupe us? Did I mean, he dupe we, all of us? We have this platform that people do listen to, and we used it to compliment him on well, on certain things. On well, yeah. I mean, I think I think I think we were very fair over the summer. I think the the walls started to fall down. The luster was lost, not because of I. I mean, I didn't know anything until however long ago. I mean, it wasn't very, for me relatively recent before I even knew there was any kind of problem. Um, you apparently both kept that for me. I will be holding that resentment well, for some it time. It didn't seem relevant. It, it's but, always <laughs> relevant, Kevin. It's always relevant. God damn it, you're fucking like Alan Haller. Um, I, you know, what I would say is, I think we've been pretty consistently unable to process how both Jay Johnson. And Scotty Hazelton had jobs. Uh, I mean, I think there's a lot of very, very obvious failures that I that didn't that weren't adding up. Um, so I think there's something there. Yeah, uh, that's fair. But anyway, Mel, uh, please let the door hit you on the way out. Um, let's talk now football. From a football perspective. Yeah, this is also... So the other challenge, it's been cathartic, I think, uh, laughing. I think also it's a bit cathartic uh, cathartic, uh, hearing that maybe Alan Haller didn't know. I don't know if cathartic is actually the right word, but maybe a sigh of relief anyway. Reassuring, yeah. There's some tension that's disappeared in the shoulders. But the reality is is that uh, a situation like this has the possibility makes me so pissed and more uh of setting msu football back five to ten years and and you stack that on top of mel tucker comes in at the worst possible time that a coach could be hired mm-hmm. late in the cycle COVID immediately hits so you're stuck with a shitty mark d'antonio class you're not able to recruit new recruits and then and then you somehow manage to weasel your way into a 95 million dollar contract for those who were doubters though good news savings on the way uh and mel tucker aptly pointed out that we need that money to go to nil anyway so yeah yeah remember when he was complaining about stuff a few weeks ago (laughs) god i hate him so much such a piece of shit he knew that he shouldn't even be the coach Mm -hmm. while he was making those complaints i do you you think he knew that he shouldn't be the coach I think you know what he like is an the, idiot. I bet the, the level of arrogance and hubris. I'm yes. telling you. Yeah, I, I think maybe he thought I'm gonna I'm gonna come out on top on this one. Yeah, I mean he's been making a lot of money for a long time, so I don't know what the excuse is. It it's hard not to read really bad intent. So, so it, we do have so we have a delay 
in Tucker being able to restack talent within the cupboard, so to speak. You have two really pretty decent classes that he recruited in 22 and 23. Uh, and those kids all can transfer because be. their head coach is gone. If he gets fired, I believe the rule is they get a 30-day window uh, yeah. into the transfer portal. So there was a lot of heat coming in to the day, I guess, for Courtney Hawkins to become a head coach at Michigan State, interim or otherwise. And you could see why. He has a sterling reputation as, I believe, what the superintendent or athletic director of Flint Schools. Sounds right. Yeah, superintendent, I think. Uh, Had a long NFL career. Has developed good talent in the wide receiver room. And uh, generally speaking, you can see that he's a uh, front office or forward-facing uh, personality. He does well in front of the press, right? Um, so there's a lot of reasons why you would like Courtney Hawkins. As- there is an issue in that it's already been a big jump from him from yes. Beecher High School to MSU in 2019. And now it would have been a big jump for him again. Sure. Absolutely. Head coach role. But you, you could understand why someone might think he's a good pick. Because uh, yep. you, you want to hold on to recruits. Nick Marsh is a huge recruit that would be playing the wide receiver room. He's going to be one of uh, one of. He's going to be a coach you're going to want to hang on to either way. Like makes sense. Um, but instead, we get Harlan Barnett. Who it's almost with D'Antonio coming back and it's Harlan too... Barnett being named. It's almost like the last five years haven't happened. It didn't happen. <laughs> oh we, I mean, God. we have talked actively about how Harlan Barnett should probably be fired. Yeah. Is one they... of those coaches that it's uncomfortable, but we should probably be talking about moving on from. Yeah. Which maybe makes him the ideal interim head coach. Yeah. Maybe, you know, it's hard to keep, the interim head coach for a new coach. So maybe that makes sense for why you don't put Courtney Hawkins in that situation. But um, yeah, it's a, and that, and that was the one thing I was going to say. Um, they chose the worst position group, the most consistently bad position group coach that we have. Right. And then who's, they, who's most famous for somehow getting a couple two stars to be elite players. Yeah. Um, he but is... now we're we're backfilling in with Mark D'Antonio. So <laughs> I mean, my God, I mean, <laughs> in fairness, in fairness, when Mark D'Antonio was here, the secondary largely pretty freaking good. Yeah. So, so well, Mark well, D'Antonio might be up in the box. Down. Yeah, I don't know. I, I we what we know is the secondary is bad, and the individual responsible well, for that badness, and for several years. Uh, I think is, we're I think we're trending up in the secondary for whatever it's worth. I I, I want to. Okay. Are you trying to talk tackling and blocking in this podcast? Because oh, I don't know that we're doing that. Do you want to talk about the Richmond Spiders, Michael? Not not yet. So I a couple things. One, if this had to happen, like I do want to circle back. MSU does get all that money back for all like for for weeks and months and nearly a year. We've been talking about how MSU is committed to, to Mel Tucker and there's no getting out of it. Yeah, well, there, Good news. There is. Good news. There is. 
And and all that donor money that was pledged stays with the donors, and they can now do with it what they, what want. they want. And MSU, hopefully, they didn't learn any lessons about giving it to MSU. <laughs> well, and I hopefully I they're do, still dumb as well and arrogant. I suspect that we are going to see a reckoning when it comes to coaches' salaries over the long term. So long as NIL continues to exist and players can be paid for, I suspect that coaching salaries are going to see a maybe a flatlining, but uh, they're, they're not going to, they're not growing. And MSU was offering Mel Tucker good money before his 9.5 million. He was still at like yeah. 6 mil a year. That was yeah. good money and is still fine money. MSU can hire a good coach at 6 mil. Um, and, and, and a good coach that will know MSU will pony up if you yeah. show results for one year. Yeah. Uh, or, Put that into the NIL coffers so that I can win, 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 and give yep. me some like tack on bonuses, right? Yep. Um, but the this also the timing on this is pretty great, in the sense that we're far enough away from early signing day that you can make a move and hopefully retain the the, the recruits that you have and continue to recruit, 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 and hopefully put together an okay class for twenty four. Um, I mean, I'm and, skeptical that that will happen, but okay, I, I understand I, how it may. I, right, I'm saying it it could be worse. Sure. There are worse times that this could happen. Yes, that's true. Uh, and And then you can make some staff decisions also so that the guys who are actually doing the recruiting of those individual players, like you can make those decisions and, and hopefully... But anyone that wants to recruit against MSU is going to very easily say, these are lame ducks that are coming to your house to tell you sure. to come to MSU. Sure. None Maybe. of these guys will be on the staff this time next year. But you have to admit that it is a better position yes. than Again, the alternative. I will admit that, yes. Uh, late season would have been particularly catastrophic. Correct. Uh, and the And it gives them time to put a search firm together and and get... See season results, be a first mover. Like, there's a lot of pluses on all of this. It it could be worse. Like, it's, there's not yes. pluses. Yes, it could be. Uh, someone had a note here about supporting players. Does anyone want to add context on yeah, that? Yeah, uh, I was having a real moment this morning. I don't know about you guys, where I was just like, "Why do I keep doing this to myself? Why do mm. I keep putting myself in this situation? Am I the biggest idiot for?" like not learning and continuing to tie my identity to all of this. And then Matt, she, and then I was like, do I even have an interest in like following this program for the rest of the year? And then I saw friend of the pod, Sheehan put out a tweet that kind of just went straight to my heart about like the players are victims in this and it's not fair to them at all. And we should, continue to support them to the greatest extent that we can yeah. under the circumstances. Cause this is not a, like, like we've talked about before we recorded Jonesy and you said, this is not a burn it all to the ground, like huge cultural issue. This is one arrogant dipshit behaving yes. in a certain way who is now gone. Gone. And luckily we also found out that it, we relieved some of our other cultural concerns, right? About, yeah. What was the AD doing? What was the president doing? Correct. So I think 
this is this is not anywhere on the level of a of a Nasser situation or a Dean Strample situation or any of those. Uh, it is humiliating to university, but um, just dude sucks. Yeah, and and he's gone now. The sex right. pest is gone now. I mean, and, it, and the, the, I, <laughs> I, I think you're going to you're going to have a, a hard time to. Men in power don't have a great track. No. <laughs> so. That's not making any excuses. But there's not a great way to vet for that. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know. You. Is this going to be the last time it happens in Michigan State? Probably not. That sucks. But you can look at things that happened here, and you, we can bitch at the press, and we can bitch at the the administration for how they interact with the press and the larger community. But we can probably look back at this and say, did things a lot better than before? Than before, correct? And yeah. and we can take that as a victory. And that we can that the next time this happens in Michigan State, and it will, unfortunately, hopefully we get a little bit better than too about how we handle it. Um, so, uh, I think Noah Kim has also flip flop flip flop, snip snap snip snap. Uh, he was a D'Antonio recruit. Everything that's old is new again. Yeah. The MSU of old, the MSU of new. What if, what if uh, Harlan Barnett and Mark D decide to just only play D'Antonio recruits? All <laughs> seven of them that remain. <laughs> Both sides and they're of the like, ball. The rest of you get out of here. Mark <laughs> D's back in town, baby. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh I guess it's also worth pointing out. Rocky he brings back on lot, lot Rocky Lombardi. I'm like, I don't know. Uh, we're in the middle of a presidential search still. Yep. Uh, luckily, I think maybe we're not going to have an AD search, but we are going to have a head coach search. So there's a lot on the plates. Alan Haller, uh, bro, you didn't pass this test. I just want to say you did. No. So everyone's watching you. This one goes on your permanent record, bud. Yeah. Yeah. This is a performance review. Not great. Uh, want to talk briefly about the spiders and then move on, or do we want to do we want to just throw the rest of the shit on the shit sandwich real quick? They, let's keep, let's stay in this energy and then we'll talk about the spiders real quick. Tom Izzo, fuck off. Miles Bridges doesn't deserve to be on campus. Correct. Correct. Like, and keep him out of pictures <laughs> at yeah. least. Yeah, I, I understand that he's a guy that you've invested a lot into and you can't just walk away from him as a person. Fine, have him at your house. Have him exactly. at your house. Have him for lunch. Exactly. You would need to look <laughs> him in the eye and be like, you don't get to do these things anymore because yep. of the way that you behaved. Yeah, you can't this throw your wife through a window and then get to hang out on the field. And I want to I talk for a second and all the people on Twitter who who threw out their Tom Izzo pictures and like so thankful that he's around and like blemish free. Tom Izzo's great for a great number of reasons. He was a wonderful voice after the tragic incidents in February, which is, by the way, I don't want, we're going to make a habit of reminding people that guns still exist. They fucking suck. And it's a tragedy. 
But anyway, that's not the point for this moment. Tom Izzo is great in a great number of things, but people are not perfect. And this is one thing that Tom Izzo sucks at. Yeah. Because Miles Bridges should have meaningful consequences and those should be, you have to have the strength to say, bro, you don't get the same relationship with me anymore. Yeah. Yep. We, we can hang out and you can call me whenever you want, but yep. you don't get to do these fun things anymore. Yep. Like uh, you got to put more work in a lot more work. Yep. Uh, I mean, this is the same Tom Izzo that joined in a public prayer circle during the Mark or during the Mateen Cleaves uh, trial. Uh, you know that there are pictures for. Again, I understand that he's your guy and you put a lot into him, and it's not it's not some abstraction for you. These are real human beings to you. I get that, but you you cannot continue to put them into these public facing things and make them representatives of the institutions still. Right. And that's, you just cannot because it, because two things can be true. We can both love and revere and celebrate that for Tom Izzo, these relationships are not small. Yeah. yeah. Like I think that is worth praising, Mm -hmm. but it is his inability to to also recognize his role as a face of the university and sometimes say, Hey, I love you the same but stay the fuck away. Yeah. Like, yep. That's it. So anyway, it, that sucked to see. We don't even have on the outline, by the way, that Mel took a commitment and it would have been a real doozy of a conversation because Greg would have had a good time talking about a three-star commitment that had only Mac offers, but we'll, we'll come to that next week. Let's talk about the spiders. Yeah. yeah, Mel's, uh, Mel's, uh, you know, comps right now don't look very good. So, Here's some things on Rick Patino uh, and, <laughs> and Freeze and others. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, here's the thing about the spiders. Here's what I want to say because we're not going to spend a ton of, ton of time on it. Uh oh, at the running back spot for mm-hmm. two reasons. One, the offensive line still sucks. Mm-hmm. They could not reliably run block against FCS Richmond, who lost to Morgan State last week. That sucks. Also, much shit as we give Jalen Berger, he's hurt. Very curious whether he's back. And that's a problem because we saw RB3 and RB4 like to just cough up the ball. Yeah. That's not great. Uh, Noah Kim, I think, completed 15 straight passes. That is great. The wide receivers seem to be fun. Yeah. Uh, The tackling... Still suspect. <laughs> and now it's harder to point at the like, they haven't done any real tacklings yet this year. This is game two. We're supposed yeah. to make that jump. Remember the jump yeah. that we talked about? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one other thing that I'll say, uh, I think the leadership on this team, assuming everyone stays, is in a good place. And sure. uh, the anecdote I heard um, from Couch and Solari was that uh, Dylan Tatum, so uh, uh, Antonio Gates Jr. was asked about, hey, do you stay in touch with Jeremy Bernard? And he said, yes. And like, we talked, and Dylan Tatum heard about this and said, I shouldn't have to have a conversation about you not talking to Jeremy Bernard. And uh, you hear Dylan Tatum talk, and there is an edge to him that you like to see. The yeah. trash that he talks about being able to cover people on his own team, 
you like to see that. So I, I don't know. That That's my one other plus coming out of this is that I think, assuming they stay with the program, and I really hope they do, they pick Michigan State. I hope they love Michigan State University, and it's not about a coach. It's about school. But, like, we got some leaders, some future leaders on this team, and that that is encouraging. We got three more years of Noah Kim, by the way. Three more years. So, yeah. anyone else got other things to say about Richmond? Uh, uh, I just say intermediate pass defense. I mean, it's and this has been a thing that's haunted this team forever. Short routes fucking kill us. We cannot defend against the 5 to 10 to 15 yard pass. We've not ever been able to at least in the last five to six years, it's certainly been consistent. Um, it did not. I mean, and that, that was where Richmond was successful, uh, such as they were such to the point. I mean, I know they scored, I think what off of one fumble. So, okay. Two. But they were, Oh, but they both scored came, off. Both of one. came off. Yeah. Both came off. Oh, of both, fumbles. both came off. Oh my God. So whoops. Um, but they yeah, were, the but I just mean, they did an effective shutout. They but yes, I mean, you're right. But still, I mean, they, they were a, when they were able to move the ball organically on their own, it was that way. Yep. And that's, still very unconvincing and that's just gonna fuck us badly but on a positive side it was nice to see a kick go off the upright and then go through the upright but was 50, like 52 yeah, yeah long year. kick too and it yeah. was like oh this is like oh, i like this i didn't realize kim left north carolina because they wouldn't let him kick field goal i didn't oh. know that either yeah, they said that on the broadcast that that he left North Carolina because they wouldn't let him kick field goals. They were only let him place say, kick. Wow. Yeah, and I want to say, Jonathan Kim, I don't know that you're going to be an elite field goal kicker. We're certainly an upgrade over last year. Yes, but you're well, very welcome. Our here. field goal kicker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know fucking disembodied legs that were a fucking upsell from last year. So. Oh, and we also got to shout out Hank Pepper really quick because Hank Pepper recovered the long snapper recovered the botched punt uh on uh you're the muffed punt catch mm. so hank pepper snapped the ball and got all the way down the field to the recovery guy uh to pick up the fumble so hank pepper you're a saint we salute you yeah all right off grand river and then we're gonna do these twitter questions let's uh, we're gonna, i mean let's skip uh, like we're what we're we gonna do we're gonna talk about deon sanders it's like we're, yeah. let's let's give him the mel tucker contract let's just Find and replace. It would be the funniest thing. Yeah. I mean, really? Why not? I just, just to steal from Colorado again. Everyone so in Boulder funny. would just start walking towards East Lansing, just like picking up sticks and boards and bats and just collecting things. It would be like uh, it would be like that that horde that was yes. such a danger to the United States during the 2020 presidential election that we didn't God, hear about afterwards. Again, so but. strange. Uh, but that would be like, and they're from Boulder too. So like, they're just learning how to do this for the first time. They would it's eventually run out of them. marijuana along the yeah. way. It's TBD on whether that would pick up their energy or they would become disenfranchised. It'd be interesting from. to see. They would see all of the billboards though, once they hit the state of Michigan, letting them know that marijuana is there. And then they would just stop in wherever Michigan city or wherever. Can we talk <laughs> about how that is like, there are other states that have legalized marijuana that don't look as trashy as Michigan. Yeah, I don't. We got to figure this out. We, but like you, you guys know that's a thing, right? Yes, I, I'm aware. I'm very aware of this. Plum, are you aware of this? No. That Michigan has an obscene number of billboards dedicated to marijuana sales. Yeah. And other states who have legal marijuana don't have that. Are just a little bit. They more act like they've it. been there before. <laughs> 
I guess I haven't noticed. I mean, I guess I in Detroit particularly there are a lot of them. I guess I didn't. Realize oh, when you come was... over the state line, it is you could obscene. Tell really, Ohio, it's legal here. Yeah, <laughs> like wow. Uh, also, before we get to Twitter questions, really quick uh, Washington preview, because I know everyone's here for that. Uh, they've got Michael Penix. He's going to throw about a billion yards. They have really good wide receivers, including one that was one of our top recruits from last year. So um, I do think they're injured a little bit right now. Excellent. So, Lovely. That's the. And, but there, and there's nothing to distract our team from being focused on the yep. mission at hand. Yeah. Maybe they rally. What do you guys think? Do you think there's any chance That's, this team actually rallies? Plum. Do you think there's any chance that MSU rallies yeah. to this moment? Yeah, absolutely. This is the this is what uh, Mark D'Antonio is going to achieve for this team. An unreasonable I, level of success. Uh, I have heard from a few places that, that the team was legitimately excited that he's going to be back. Well, and I think... Which and seems I've, strange. That doesn't seem right. Only five of them actually have any kind of experience with him. But it was he's been around the program. I mean, he's been around the program, and let's be clear, he's the winningest coach in the program's history. I mean, there's things to like about Mark D'Antonio that, you know, should yeah. there should be some august sage wisdom or, you know, something. The old Oh, the old man's here. What does he got for us? Um, we're either going to win by 15 or we're going to lose by 600. And there, <laughs> there's no in-between. It will not be close. It's just going to be that. Can we talk really quick about uh, how I, you know, when Oklahoma had its Stoops moment and Wisconsin had its Barry <laughs> Alvarez moment, I sort of like rolled my eyes a little bit. And now here we are. <laughs> I, I'm i a little disappointed we didn't look forward a bit more. Well, yeah. Um, because well, they yeah, do we, still have to recruit. We looked back apparently five years. <laughs> yeah. I just... In every way. I wonder if D'Antoni is going to visit with recruits and be like, you know you can't take any questions, right? <laughs> the old, the old sheriff's back in town. I, what's he gonna say? He like the the other thing is if he's well liked, that's because he was the the uncle or the grandpa, right? Like he didn't have to be dad. Yeah, and and now, like, and what's he even gonna do? Is he? We'll find out. The the role is unclear because I bet it's never actually structured. I think it's just like he gets to wander from room to room in the football building and collects a much larger check than he was already getting from the university. Do you think they didn't make him interim so that it didn't affect his record? Like how how much is he the winningest coach by? I do wonder this of like, does anyone is is anyone really gonna look at Harlan Barnett as the guy? No. I don't I don't look at him that way. That's what I'm saying. It, it's like, like a weird thing. And if he, if for some reason they surged a great success this year, do you think he gets credit for it? Or do you think Mark D'Antonio gets credit for it? Yeah. Like it, they put Harlan Burnett in a no win situation, which Correct. by the way, Harlan Burnett in positions of power has done like no winning. So there's that too. <laughs> Let, let's be clear though. Harlan Burnett's just happy to have a job. That's true. And that's what they told him. Harlan's like, man, I really backdoored into this one. <laughs> I wonder if he's getting a pay rate. I bet yeah. you he's. Well, that, you know you that's what he asked Alan. He's like, "How much of that ninety-five million am I gonna be able to see?" And Alan said, you Alan keep your said job. "I'll literally give you twenty-five dollars if you never ask me that question." Yeah, again. I will give you twenty-five dollars to my wallet right now, and that's that's, that's the answer it. to the question. That's the. In fact, I'm taking money off of your salary. 
All right. So it's Twitter question time. And uh, as you might imagine, because the call went out before one o'clock in the morning this morning, there's a bit of a tonal issue that we're going to have across the... We're going to struggle with it. So I think we we can kind of just decide where we want to spend more time, what's still relevant, what's not. Um, and it's we start in a great place yeah, because sure Ali, uh, we're starting with you. And I was actually thinking about you earlier today where I was like, oh God, he's about to fly across the country for this. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, let me just, well, let me just say first to Ali, whose who's question is, where is the tailgate? I need a place to deposit my fireball. Um, if you are flying Delta, and you should be, if you're flying Seattle to Detroit direct, uh, give me a call. I can definitely help you get out of those tickets. Uh, just d- DM me, my friend. And uh, if you want to say this, sit this one out, everyone will understand. Uh, otherwise, the tailgate is in Greg's backyard, and I'll be posting <laughs> his address on Twitter as soon as we hit, uh, as soon as we drop this tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah, well. Be in contact. We'll figure something out. I mean, I don't, I'm not hosting one this week, um, but I'll, you know, I'll walk around campus with you or whatever it is. Uh, next up, a question from b- the before times. Convince me that wasn't Akron 2.0. Jonesy. I can't. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. Uh, then, uh, can we promote Courtney Hawkins to OC? Uh, again, this was the before times. <laughs> the before times. Do I don't know that this was. The O line, too. Oh, oh, it was, yeah. Uh, yeah, I those mean, both I, would be large steps up for Courtney Hawkins. Also, yeah. let me just say this though: I, you know, my only concern. Back to a point I think Mike you made earlier. This was around the critique of hiring Alan Haller. Is this whole program is such an insular program? Uh, we went out to get Mel Tucker because we had literally nowhere else to go, and because Bill Beekman in his frumpy suits liked to get on airplanes. Uh, I we saw were, him at the game last week, uh, and I was just like, "Oh my god, you! You're still here! You're still here! Oh my uh, god!" <laughs> very boxy, very very boxy, gentlemen. You know, I think it's there is something to be gained from not navel gazing on this and to actually doing a very competitive search. And if Courtney Hawkins is the guy, that's fucking great. But this is I we gotta. Something's got to give on this. There's got to be too much change. And my concern with Courtney Hawkins or anyone internally would be that uh, Scotty Ross and fucking Jay Johnson don't get just dropped. Uh, So I don't know what to do with that. I think Courtney Hawkins has exactly a 0.0001% chance of being the guy, but I think he has a high percentage chance of being retained and maybe even moved into an OC or something like that role on a new staff. We'll see. I also, for some reason, think that Scotty, not Scotty, uh, that uh, Courtney Hawkins would have zero problems firing. Just so. something tells me, I don't, I don't, I don't think he'd fire there if he was hired with a full time tag, not in the tag. Right. Yeah. Um, next up from Ali, uh, ask my earlier questions. We need to fire Mel now. This is an embarrassment to our alma mater. Uh, it is an embarrassment. Times. <laughs> I I don't know that we can fire him. That's also worth noting that while the Title IX investigation is taking place in pre-hearing, it may present some complications. Now, you, as we've said, irrespective of how that turns out, right. he should be fired. And so you might say, 
well, then you can just fire him. And that may actually be true, but you have to ask yourself, if you can suspend him without pay, then why don't yeah. you just wait until that's over and not introduce any legal complications whatsoever? Correct. It, was it interesting to you, Jonesy, that the GC looked at his contract, looked at the allegations and decided, we're going to get away with not paying him yeah. under suspension? Well, yeah, that's and how you it, know. Yes. Yeah. That's because the if truth. It, if they thought there was any chance he was staying, they would have given him the, what, yep. how many, three, four weeks of pay? Right. Yep. Like, well, he on, is. Honestly, to the extent that I'm like, why didn't you just do it? He is getting paid $26,000 a day. So it's, it is real money, <laughs> even so. at three or four weeks. Oh my God. I hate <laughs> that you said that number. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Man, I think I make pretty okay money. I don't. You don't. I don't. Make, you don't <laughs> Jonesy, make are you money. going live on the podcast telling people you don't make $26,000 a day? Folks, I want to be on the record. I'm very content with my employer. They're very kind to me. Not that kind. Not even close to that kind. <laughs> my God. My Lord. It makes it sound like I'm like God. loaded and I'm not. I want to be very clear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've already gone down that road. Next up from yeah. Ali, and finally, this guy who never took a class here is ruining our reputation, should not be allowed to continue employment as established. Uh, co-signed, as established. Although I would just, back to my earlier point, I don't know that taking a class here is the barometer we need to continue to use. I think that's maybe part of the problem that we actually have to be but serious I think at looking at. This is representative of Ali having a moment today. I think that we- Yeah, yeah I, think, I think I get that, like- No, 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 I'm, I'm just- even, I'm, I'm not even a point. Smart, yeah, right. no, no, no. That's yeah. right. No, no, no. Yeah. But frankly, even if he was a Spartan, fuck him. Bye. Yeah. Fuck. That's the point. Yeah, we've had yeah. we've had guys that did take classes here that did great reputational harm as well. <laughs> um, next up from the Kiski, explain what a Ross Ells isn't. Then explain is. what a Ross Ells. Oh, yeah. Pardon me. Explain what a Ross Ells is. And then explain what a Ross Ells isn't. Ross Ells does not get credit for specialists. Correct. So it does seem that our special teams has improved. However, they sold out on punt blocks, which led to a successful fake punt, but that's important for the moment. So the thing that people need to know about special teams is that a lot of it is populated by your underclassmen. Mm -hmm. That that athletes, your linebackers, like good sized DBs, they're really important to your special team success because they're fast, generally speaking, but they have like really physical bodies. Mm. Uh, and so, as a program develops more talent, even even walk on at a walk on level, we've talked before about the success that Mel Tucker's program had at bringing on walk on talent. That uh, you're going to result in more athletic dudes. I'm still not convinced that Ross Ells is good, and he doesn't get credit because some dudes can kick some field goals. Like that, yeah. That's not how this works. So I'm still not convinced he's a good coach. And he, he coaches one other position, nickelbacks, which also sort of fall under Harlan Barnett and also sort of fall under Scotty Hazleton. Fuck Ross Ells. He doesn't give shit. sort of fall apart. Um, yeah, and finally the from worst <laughs> Uh, best tacos you've ever had adding Greg, I assume your favorite is Taco Bell. Um, it's Del Taco. Thank you very much. 
thank you. Thank you. I, I can, you know, discern between the various, uh, fast food options. Um, but guys, I'll go, uh, there's a, uh, uh, it's not quite a street truck because I don't know that it's mobile. Uh, it's sort of like a, yeah, because there's like an overhang with poles, right? But like it's a it's street truck uh, sort of, uh, what are those silver RVs? Help me out here. Uh, a stream air. Airstream, yes. Airstream. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a giant airstream with like a, an overhang over it. Anyway, it's in Sacramento called La Cucaracha. Uh, and I've been there at late at night and they're cutting meat off like in front of you and putting it into the tacos. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Public service announcement for East Lansing, just in case you don't know this already. Never go to Ella's Taco for actual food. Go because you want to have a drink on the roof. If you want actual food, go into Lansing. Anywhere else. I assume, Literally I assume anywhere else. most of you know this already, but just double checking. Unless you want the experience of 4,000 decibel volume on the rooftop. <laughs> And a mouth that is basically just chewing on razor blades. Those chips and salsa, while delicious and spicier than fuck. Can we oh my god! Agree that like the Mexican food in El Azteco feels like what a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy like of a, a copy of a white dude a bunch of times. came up with. For, like it, it was already white dude Mexican food that they xeroxed anything out of it yep. uh it was it's terrible it's not Ugh. good but it is fun to have a drink up on the roof yes. uh, next up from Amopoly, uh number one is it asking too much for people in positions of power because of their job because their job accredits others to pedestal them to actually act morally especially when they role model for children or will society simply continue to elevate charismatic characters because their work entertains us. Uh, my problem with this question is that she's, I think, uh, indirectly characterized Mel Tucker as charismatic, which now we can acknowledge <laughs> is not the case and never was. Um, yeah, he's but, just not good in front of a large group. Yep. Uh, yeah, this continues. I mean, we kind of already addressed this. This continues to be an issue. Yeah. Build no statues. Yeah. Agree. We're not putting names on stuff. We're not building statues. We're like, moving on from that. The uh, Ozymandias, the poem, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, even at its best, says that time time wears these people down. But it, sand isn't the only thing you just yeah. Next up from Amopoly. Moving on because uh, that seems to be the theme of the day. Amopoly. Ah. That might be your best joke ever. Ah. <laughs> Would you rather play Frisbee with Zeke the Wonder Dog or play act a scene with Sparty on the field? Mm, I think the latter. Then it gets to Sparty. I think normally that would be my answer, but today kind of sucked. And so I just mm. think playing Frisbee with a dog would be yeah, really a pup. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pup day. I'm, a, I'm on board with Zeke. And finally, in Plum's next pod contract language, will you stipulate that he needs to answer an average of 25 questions per week and show up for at least seven shows in a row? <laughs> he wouldn't sign that contract. <laughs> I was like, when is, has there been a time where I've been here for seven straight? I bet there was early on. I think during the <laughs> pandemic when you the had pandemic, yeah, Because you couldn't go anywhere else. Yeah, I had nowhere else to go. Mm, yeah. Yeah, but luckily, luckily for me, nothing in my contract about bringing disrepute onto the pod because 
God knows I do that week in and week out when I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm next up from Dan Hellpepper. I have to read this one. What the fucking fuck? What the fucking fuck? What the fucking fuck? (laughs) I think that was, was that three? It's three questions, but I think he wants them each. It read nine times. Is that? I, nine I don't. We're not going to do that. that That's even gratuitous for me. Yeah, it's your <laughs> gratuitous is definitely the word. Uh, but yeah, same, Dan. So yeah. I, I got actually, up, isn't uh, that what I said to you this morning? Isn't I just wasn't it a string of fucks? Yeah, well, it, so I, I'm curious because I think I sent it to both of you around like seven thirty eight this morning, and I'm I am curious how you reacted to that news. I woke Jason up. I woke him up immediately, and I was like, and then it ruined my whole day. I was, he'll tell you, I was just a complete bitch the entire day. Uh, I was at the peanut barrel tossing darts when the rumors started to circulate that something was really going to hit, and then I was somewhere else when the news actually hit. And uh, you were somewhere else. (laughs) I think, I think the land shark actually if i'm just bulls <laughs> good which is you. where you should be when when news like this lands underground but, uh, i yeah. was uh so many bull you know shark bulls in it, i was like oh well let's drink until our hearts stop <laughs> which I is why greg the- is not drinking today Yep. I did find the text at 8.34 this morning. What the fuck, 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 in all caps. <laughs> so, similar, Dan. Very, very similar. Uh, next up from Mike Jones, uh, and this one's a bummer because we knew about this, and I actually had a moment where I thought about Mike Jones this morning. Uh, suggestions on renaming my dog? <laughs> I would say avoid Mel. Yeah. Uh, oh wait, is that the joke? Is this dog's no, name Tucker? His dog's name's Tucker, I believe. Oh fuck. If memory serves. Oh boy. Yeah, rough go. <laughs> let's yeah, learn this lesson though, and let's not jump over to Izzo or something like that. Let's Ooh, let's shit, do something. Yeah. yeah, just spot. How about spot? <sighs> yeah, or like you gotta be really confident. And like the thing is. Well, like, would you would you no, I mean yeah, you. You got to go dead. I think is it, they got to be dead, or it's got to be named after a building. Yeah, or, or just find another use for Tuck that you can start telling people like, "Oh, this is Tuck," as in Tuck Everlasting. Yeah. Loved that book, but but I I would suggest a third way, Mike. I I think that there's something you could do. I think you could lean into it, and I would rename the dog, but I would name him something like Jisms, you know, <laughs> or something like Tubin. Tubin or puddle of cum, you know, something like something like that, you know, just really just bite into it, you know, post nut clarity. <laughs> yes. Golly. People wonder what PNC Bank stands for. There it is. There it is. Uh, all right. Well, you hit the jackpot on that one, Mike Jones. Um, uh... Next up, D'Antonio and Barnett lead us out of the tunnel next Saturday. We have to bring back Thunderstruck, right? Thunderstruck! <laughs> boop, boop. Yeah. As long as it comes with the video in the 480i resolution yes! of Spartan coming alive yes! and jumping over the bike rack. 
then I'm on board with it. <sighs> um, and then finally from Mike Jones, man, WTF accompanied with a fart noise gif. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Same, bro. Yeah. Uh, uh, next up, Nate C. I guess all my other questions are stupid at this point. I'll just say bring back Coach D'Antonio, pay him what he deserves, and beg him for two years. All the fans shut the F up. If he loses, it turns out having a losing season isn't that bad. Nate, I want to first start with, and then I'm going to turn it back to you guys, growth, because I don't know that I've ever seen you okay with a losing with season. Losing. With a losing season. There it is. Yeah. And there so it is. I want to say, Nate, you make me want to be a better person. <laughs> Which is really saying something. Uh, it feels like you just got off a boat. And I want to say, well done you. I think you prognosticated this correctly. Uh, next up from Nate uh, C. Can we, wait, can we talk? Because earlier in the day, people were calling for D'Antonio, and I was like, no. Ooh. I mean. And to be honest, he was the only option in my mind when it happened. I was like, oh, they have to. There's not a single one of them who is competent in his own respective role. God help us all. It has to be Mark. So. That is actually an interesting point that if, if they had promoted anyone, there would have been glaring. Problems. But they promoted Harlan. Yeah, and they did. Harlan. Ha- I mean, like I said already, I've had eye roll moments for the Alvarez Wisconsin thing and the Stoops Oklahoma. This is Harlan being now. put out faster, right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's just like with Trussell last time. Like the associate head coach never gets retained. Yeah, but yeah. Trussell's going on to do bigger and better things. I don't know that Harlan is. Yeah, no. this is the last we'll hear of Harlan Barnett. And all yeah, that. this is this is Alan Haller delivering another gold block. Wow, yeah. you but do, good for after him. After today, do we really think Harlan? Uh, do we really think that he's playing four dimensional chess with this move? Because <laughs> I have my doubts. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, uh, okay, one more question from Nate C. He says, <clears throat> if there's time, in all seriousness, is phone sex when you're a middle-aged adult weird? It feels strange to bother with it as a middle-aged adult. <laughs> it is true. It's part of how sad and pathetic this whole situation is. I just... Uh, I just don't. I None of it makes sense. None of it... When I think about... When I'm like, just give him the benefit of all of the doubt. Just and he and he really th- and and you just and even then, when you just assume that everything he's saying is the full truth and there's just, it still doesn't make any fucking. It just doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make any sense. So yes, yes, yes. It does. It feels very strange. It's very strange indeed. Next up. From Tyrone Couch, uh, I know you won't believe me this is true. You won't believe that this is true, but my daughter's been, quote, engaged to a boy named Bocephus. Bocephus on his birth certificate since pre-K. Today, she broke it off with him after nine years. No rant of the week this week. The race is on me, boys. All right. Congratulations. You dodged a Bocephus. <laughs> Nailed it. Greg, what's next? The landing. <laughs> Nailed it. Greg, what's next? Uh, Sunday morning bonus. Talk coming. That's kind of our bit. That's kind of what That's we did. Bit. Off the That's top. Oh, we got to go back and edit the top. 
Yeah. Because that'll make it seem like we stole it. Yeah. Uh, we didn't, though. We didn't steal it. No, you can take my alt. You can take yeah. my alt. I like the alt. I like the alt. All right. Number two from Tyrone Couch. Rant of the week. Oh, he lied. Stepdad, <laughs> stepdads that choke kids. Wow. Praise of the week. Courts that finally protect kids after six years. I finally have this beautiful restraining order so he cannot be around my son. Two wins this week. This half Stella is dedicated to the Southern law finally working right. Uh, Thumbs up. Ty- yeah, Tyrone. Uh, thinking Great. of your kid. Yeah, yeah, thinking of you and your kid. Yep. Very happy. Yep. Uh, three. The color t- TV tech was invented at UW. Kim hit seven, 17 straight passes today. Mm. He's going to out Penix, the Penix, next week. And they will see it in beautiful HD. You suck, UW. I wish I truly believed. Still, three wins this week. Oh, and now you know. There it we is. Do we do we'll, take it. we'll take it. We'll take it. We'll uh, take it. Next up from Joe Ashworth. Who would you rank as the two worst coaches on the staff right now and why? Oh, God. Well, Mel Tucker, because he's still <laughs> on staff. <Yep. laughs> and number that- two is... Still Jay Johnson. We'll take it. Uh, next up from Joe Ashworth. Let's be honest about the first two games. It's preseason. Glorified scrimmages. Please grade the preseason as a whole. C minus. I was going to I would go C plus. I'll go C. I'll split the difference. There you go. You tell us why, Kevin. Because uh, you one of you was a minus and one of you was a plus. So I, I could hate you. get away. Yep, that's just the worst answer I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. Alan Haller would have answered that question better. <laughs> <laughs> Last up from Joe Ashworth. I need more softballs from me. Yeah, yeah that's what it was. Here, uh, Kevin, tell me about sports. Do you like them? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last up from Joe Ashworth. I posit that. Kenneth Walker's Heisman snub and Keon Coleman's transfer to Florida State are connected events. Keon knew that he would be fighting an uphill battle against the media from day one in a system not designed to maximize his attributes. He was right to leave, right? We didn't actually talk about this at all. Uh, And it's certainly been, this is something I wanted to chat about. We didn't have the Mel Tucker stuff to chat about, but Uh Keon Coleman, national spotlight, like nine catches, three touchdowns, a hundred plus yards yeah, in receiving yards. Yep. Like great. I, I, I do think it's fair to say that that was not Keon last year. No, it, like Peyton Thorne there deserves some blame, but even if Peyton Thorne had been much better, Keon was not that last year. Um, Did you see that he's got a whole NIL hotel now? Oh, yeah, he has he has two giant NIL things. Uh, if he like, were here, we could have got him dads in in Lansing, no problem. So that's or uh, the 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 hot dog place, the hot dog place. What's the, the oh the, University Wiener? Yeah, you get the Wiener place. I'm sorry, the Wiener place. Yes, uh, I I will say credit to FSU though on on like delivering on a real meaningful nil deal that's pretty that's pretty great mm-hmm. um i i don't i also don't want to pretend that like we have to be happy about Keanu. 
like I don't root against the kid. I just don't care. Yeah. His so. his coach isn't sure. even the coach anymore. Um, That's so yeah, they want they happen. want him fired. Yep. Yep. Norvell loses a game and he's gone. Yep. Uh, next up from Joe Ashworth. Uh, or no, that was it. Thank you, Joe. Next from Carl, you do too much, bro. You awaken in a cold sweat. Rusty chains bind you to a dirty cot. Slowly, you detect a fitted smell and dim lights. The door opens. Ross L enters. <sighs> the only thing special about my teams is how snarky MFs thought they could question them. How do you escape this conundrum? Mel Tucker can't protect you anymore. <laughs> Your guy's gone, Ross. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Honestly, let's take a minute to pour one out. And by pouring out, I mean straight into my gullet. Ross L's. Bye. Yeah. Bye, boy. Mark D just walks in the room behind him and puts a gun up to the back of his head. Ha! <laughs> uh, that's Get too out. violent. It's too violent. It's too violent. We're not doing that today. Um, next up from Sartan 1870, uh, a re-edit to my earlier re-edit to my original post. Uh, one, is Alan Heller the next to go? I think after the press conference, we would have all said yes. Now. Yeah, but for that clarification, I was ready to say bye, Alan. Yeah. Now he's just under heavy scrutiny. Um, I still, I'm, I'm not sure I'm entirely satisfied for how the decision was made to keep mm -hmm. Mel Tucker coaching the team. But I do feel better than I did a couple hours ago. Next up from Spartan 18770. Uh, why do I think one of these assistant coaches will be the next permanent head coach? Please talk me off the ledge. I don't. I think the decision to promote uh, Harlan Burnett. Indicates clear... that that's not the case. Yeah, yeah. right. That's the answer. Yep. And answer this question, Plum. Ross Ells is our best coach, isn't he? Admit it, damn you. Well, he's certainly, he's certainly not the worst. And I think that's the most upsetting thing that we've learned, uh, at least that I learned as of 8.30 this morning, is that he's not the worst. And that would have been news to me at 8.29 this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Next up from Andrew Gardner. Andrew, good to see you back, bud. Um, could the university have handled the Tucker situation worse? Yes. I suspect this question probably came in before we knew some things. Yeah, Correct. we were also very hot. Yeah, and we were. I, I think I texted Breck at. Just going to go ahead and put the timestamp on it. Are you also going to reveal at this point that you decided to operate outside of the group chat and Plum was not yeah. included on this? Yeah, and I didn't yeah. get a single call today. And, I didn't and get now a you single have to call. Look him in the eye. Yeah. Michael. Let's talk about your conduct today. Kept, kept information from me for months, I've learned. It wasn't months. I think it was several weeks that we knew. I just wanted to tell you in person. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it was. And what it was so really funny about this, listeners, is Plum came to us being like, oh boy, is I got one. I got one that you don't know. And we were like, we've known that for weeks. What's, what's wrong with you? <laughs> yep. And now, dear listeners, you understand why I do my laundry while we're recording the podcast <laughs> every week. I, I've been uh, meaning to talk to you guys. We really need to move to YouTube. So, Plum, are you comfortable in the kimono? I'm happy. Listen, it's going to be the listeners who aren't, and that's fine. It's not going to change the, the number of folks who, who pay attention to us. So, so Andrew, uh, definitely with you at the time of posting this, I think we do feel a little bit better about it now. Um, Which, and 
parlays into question two, which is, am I the only one saying it? Fire Haller. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. You could look at the text messages from yours truly. Yeah. So. Next up, Tech Jansen. Why ever schedule an FCS team? If you lose, it's really bad. If it's a close game, it's bad. If you win big, it's not even that good. I mean, it's it's glorified. It's a glorified scrimmage, basically. But you can tell. I see. This is where I disagree. It, like, because we won big, but it wasn't that good, and it wasn't that good because we didn't win big early. You put up thirty points and a half. Happy to chat about. I don't care what the final score was. That's a good win. Uh-huh. That's a I I dominated, and as you should. Well, actually, Tech continues here. If you need a tune-up game, there are plenty of mid-major teams that would be fine and less of a smear on the schedule. Like an Akron. (laughs) Uh, Next up from Tech, uh, MSU Bowl game prediction. Mine, Quick Lane Bowl versus Toledo. This is a great question. One that is evergreen, actually. this, This is still relevant. I think, actually, I don't know that I would have agreed with this I would have agreed with this before today. Uh, now more than ever, I'm. I think the Washington game dictates my response to that. Yeah. Question. That's. Fair. I don't win or lose like a competitive game. I am more inclined to believe that this team can go farther. Uh huh. But if not, it's the Bison Bowl where we'll be playing the University of Southern North Dakota at Hoople. Indeed. <laughs> Always at Hoople. And Always. finally, uh, what week of football season will we declare it basketball season? It's interesting <laughs> now that Mark D's back in town. Does that extend interest in the fan base? The problem oh, for is sure. the, count- the counter-prevailing force is that the basketball team might be very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we haven't even covered. November. Well, we haven't covered that the full non-con <laughs> schedule is now out. Mm, um, that's right. So we're dropping. Lots of balls here today. Yeah. Uh, Wonder why. I think pretty much <laughs> right away, though. I think having Mark here helps. Helps a little, but not does not yep. change things. No. Next up from JD underscore Jer Bear. No questions. Just love you guys. Greg more than others. See? <laughs> you included that just for I that. Didn't, I didn't he insert did, that. Literally he no. wrote it. He wrote it. Uh, and love our little community within the MSU community. Thanks for creating it. That was very nice, Jer. And thank you for allowing us to kind of bounce ideas off of you today. There's been back-channel communique, mm. again, that Plum was not involved with. <laughs> uh. Frankly, to that end, though, no one, can, uh, no one can blame you for that. And I would say on behalf of Michael and I, Jer- JD, uh, Jer, we'd like, to, we'd like to thank you. We'd like to thank you for liking Kevin. Uh, it is hard and lonely work. It is work that that Jones and I have been doing for years. It is thankless. It's not rewarding. His wife quit years ago. (laughs) Years ago. And so the fact that you would call him out is meaningful to us. And I imagine to the extent that he can appreciate it to him. I think actually my relationship with her boyfriend is warming up a little bit. (laughs) I hate you. And finally, from the Upper Deck Jerk Guy, and I think we know exactly when he wrote this one. Yeah. Honestly, not feeling it. Yeah. Same, bro. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. 
I had a moment earlier today where I was like, why do I live in this town? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Though I, I will say this, and I hope maybe some of our listeners felt this way. I I was looking forward to chatting to you two tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like, there's not people I wouldn't, uh, I would rather do this with. Uh, I like that our listeners got in on it and care about some of the same things we do as it relates to our, our institution and how they handle things. So uh, to Jer's point, and to the object jerk guy even just saying no, uh, like I like the space that we have with our uh, our, our parasocial friends. Yeah. Uh, I like that I get to do this with you too. And um, I, you know, can I just say one thing too before we close out? And I, and I don't think we said this yet today. I am grateful. And to this echoes your point. And I know this is, there's some selection bias in this because of who I choose to follow from the MSU community and who I don't. But even the retweets that I was seeing and the folks who were liking stuff who I don't follow, uh, we weren't obviously unanimous as a fan base on this, but we were pretty damn close that this was and should be career ending for Mel Tucker. And I think that said something. Um, I don't think many fan bases would have done the same. And I think that our unique experiences of having lived yeah. through what we've lived through, the tr- trauma of that has informed it, but at least it's taught us something and at least something has good has come from it, which is that we all know, everyone knows, um, largely, and to, to pretty good clarity that there is no way back from this. And I, and I hope that that stays consistent. But that was very, I didn't feel alone when I was on Twitter in our MSU community. And that that was good. Yeah, I, I think... I'd point to to Ant Wright, who is a, a U of M person who's big on basketball, who I think was saying this in a little bit of a critical way that the most toxic MSU accounts were like suddenly sort of pro clutching. And I think, fuck you, man, you don't get it. That's right. Like, That's the point. The, the most toxic MSU accounts that exist are, are also the ones that yep. care deeply about our institution. Yeah. Um, and, and so uh, whatever, but, I, I do want to. I want to circle back to something that Mel Tucker said because I think it's good. Worth what a way to this. end. What, was well it? Done. Was it? Was it? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> For those who don't know, that was vinegar strokes on behalf of Alex Plum. But uh, no, it was um, <laughs> Mel Tucker. Who again? He's I off. Stay into the end of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, really I really want to circle back to to Greg's point that the ways in which he somehow thought he must have been coaching here talked about how that that this place will survive beyond their time here that that they, there's no care about well whether Mel Tucker's here there's no care about whether any of these players are here that Michigan State will play football this Saturday and the next Saturday and for seasons to come irrespective of these people and that they're merely custodians for their time here um and so I don't blink for a second in saying with a ton of enthusiasm with my flag still outside and with me wearing Michigan state gear tomorrow, go green, go white, go white.